I want to talk about in today's episode exclusive fairy tale the new c drama that i've watched to fill the void that hidden love has left Hi, I'm Monique. I am the host of Off by Purple Heart podcast, and in today's episode, I want to talk a little bit more about Exclusive Fairy Tale, the 2023 C drama that I just completed last night, actually, and I want to talk about it a little bit more. I've done a previous episode about it, and you can go check that out. And I just want to give you my overall thoughts about it. First off, I have to say it is a great show. Um, but Hidden Love is really hard to beat. It is probably my favorite romance story that I have seen in a very long time. So it's gonna take a lot, it's gonna take a lot to dethrone Hidden Love. But I think Exclusive Fairy Tale does a good job at being a great slice of life, coming of age love story. It starts off a little bit weird, I won't lie. Uh, I was kind of, uh, hesitant about just the beginnings of the relationship because with the two characters, and I mentioned this in the previous episode as well, the female lead, um, Xiao Tu, she looks at um, Ling Chao, the love interest, as a brother and a brother figure. Even though they're not related, they, I think, were born within a few days of each other. Uh, their family becomes really close right off the bat and she considers his parents to be her godparents and him vice versa for her. She has a really teasing type uh, bratty sister-like energy with him for a lot of their youth. But I found it interesting from the very beginning of the show that they made sure that Ling Chao did not feel the same way. Of course he felt connected to her, he did like her a lot, and she was very helpful to him. She was always there to kind of comfort him when he would cry. He was a kid that was really stoic. Even the parents were kind of concerned because he wasn't really crying when he was first born, and they were kind of nervous about that. And then she comes in and he starts bawling, so that's kind of how they think that they have this really unique connection. But I do think that the show establishes that he does not view her in the same way at all and actually tells her a lot of times early on, you are not my sister, what is your problem, why do you keep saying that? Which I thought was an interesting choice because if they had both viewed each other in that sibling rivalry type energy, I would think it would be a much harder sell to make their romance believable and not come off cringy when they're older as adults so I kind of like that the show kind of sprinkled that in in the beginning I do love that the show doesn't take itself seriously at all it is very slapstick it is very funny it breaks the fourth wall so much the show will literally have characters address you and uh, talk to the audience it kind of reminds me of like House of Cards that that was a show a while back that they, they would address the audience and kind of like wink wink nudge nudge at you which I thought was super cute as well. 
Jun is one of the leads in the show. He plays Ling Chao and he is a member of Seventeen. I'm not very familiar with uh, the group Seventeen, but I do know of them. I know about Carrots and I think for his first major acting debut, he did a really decent job. I think as the series progresses, he definitely comes into his own and especially when the show allows him to kind of broaden the spectrum of his emotions. It, it it becomes a lot easier to root for their romance. I think the female lead, I think she's adorable. I think she has a lot of high energy. She is very much quirky. Uh, I've mentioned this in another podcast where I almost get the energy that she's like a manic pixie dream girl in a way. You know, she eats whatever she wants. She's constantly stuffing her mouth, but it's like super thin. You know, majority of the guys that she comes into contact with end up falling in love with her. There's at least a, three guys I can count that fall head over heels in love with her and she's completely oblivious to it with the exception of Ling Chao of course and I can see how that would maybe great some viewers but I overall just enjoyed her performance because the actress kind of really throws her body into it and I just I, I kind of appreciate characters that are not boring you know. I want a female lead that's like a firecracker. I want someone that has a great on-screen presence that can hold her own. And I just kind of wish with um, this show in general, they allowed her to have a little bit more serious moments because I found when, you know, there would be like a dramatic shift, I actually really liked um, that, that change in her uh, body language and her facial expressions. I think she does drama really well. I'm currently watching another drama that stars her in it and I'm really looking forward to seeing her stretch her acting chops a little bit more. But I do think that she's very zany and I think they had really great chemistry. I have to say, the later episodes when they actually are a couple and they're adults, I think their chemistry should have been explored a lot more. There's a couple of kissing scenes that are like, whoo and I was like, wait, why didn't they do this earlier? They kind of left all of the really good juicy stuff towards the very, very end, which I appreciate because they want the audience to kind of earn that payoff in the relationship, right? You get the characters together too soon, then you kind of start to lose steam and you lose interest. But if you do it too late, it's kind of like missed opportunity because there are going to be so much more uh, steamy moments. But I do like that the show did take its time in getting them together, especially because, as I said, the female lead, Xiao, she, Xiao Tu, she really did see Ling Chao as a brother-like figure up until she's an adult and they're in um, the workforce where that romance really starts to pop off. And I think the romance as well with her best friend and her love interest was interesting as well and him having to get out of his shell kind of being passive in life really not taking risks and not really putting himself forward and kind of letting life pass him by really foreshadows the problems that their relationship would encounter later in the show so I kind of like that in the B story they had a little bit more um, to chew off of versus them just being kind of window dressings for the lead characters 
I think with Exclusive Fairy Tale, even though it seems like for C-dramas, the standard is 24 episodes, I may be wrong in that. Again, C-dramas for me are a little bit newer territory. I'm a lot more familiar with K-dramas. But I think with Exclusive Fairy Tale, it might have benefited from trimming off a couple of those episodes. I think it could have done nicely with 16, to be honest. And just... Um, added a little bit more of the relationship coming together and them being, you know, adult in their adult relationship and just letting that chemistry kind of furl and blossom and do a little bit more as well. I think too, sometimes they leaned almost too much into the slapstick comedy and I wish that uh, sometimes they could have injected a little bit more serious moments to balance out the comedic aspect. I think some of the best comedies can handle both, you know, making you laugh and also really making you cry. But, you know, finding a good balance between the two. I think one of the dramatic moments that didn't really have to deal with um, romance that was subtle that I really enjoyed with this show was the relationship between Ling Chao and his father. In the earlier parts of the storyline, his father isn't really there. He has left to go work and do what he can to provide for this family, but he was missing in the home for a lot of Ling Chao's earlier adolescent life. So as he has grown older to be a teenager and his father kind of tries to rekindle the relationship with him and his mother, he is obviously very standoffish and has a lot of resentment towards his father and slowly through acts of service throughout the show and his father just being patient and just having a lot of empathy for his son, he starts to kind of thaw and I think this is where Jun's acting really was nice. It was really beautiful and subtle how their relationship was first very strained and it just very slowly closed the gap to him seeing him as a father once again and the amount of love and joy that his father has for being able to break through his icy exterior and to be able to reclaim that relationship. I think that was really beautifully done and it's really subtle. It's really in the background of the show and I thought the show did a really great job of not like hammering it over your head and I kind of wish they leaned into that a bit more. And uh, I think with Xiao too, I think with her workplace conflicts, I think with her whole storyline around wanting to be a journalist, I feel like they could have expanded on that a bit more. I still think they could have done that within like a 16 to 20 episode arc. They didn't need full 24, but I wish they kind of expanded into the conflict a little bit more versus just the zany slapstick stuff and like literally almost every other guy like falling in love with her kind of thing because I was interested in that. I find just in general, I like um, when, uh, women characters get to have their own personality, have their own dreams, and through trial and error figure out what they're really good at and kind of zero in on that. Because I like that she didn't know really at first what she wanted to do with her life when she was younger. And it was through Ling Chao's suggestion and through process of elimination to say, you know what, you actually seem to be really good at interviewing people. You have this really energetic um, chemistry, uh, chemistry with people, you get people to open up, you make people laugh, you put people at ease, maybe you should consider getting into journalism. And her coming to, coming to that realization, I wish they kind of fleshed that out a little bit more. 
but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, her semi-rivalry with one of her friends in the group. I'll throw up a, a picture here. I'm sorry for those that are listening to this via audio on the podcast so you won't see the picture. But uh, I found her adversarial relationship with uh, this character really funny. But at the same time, their relationship also grows and expands and they start to slowly tolerate one another and then genuinely become friends. I kind of find those rival to friendship dynamics really fun as well. And let me tell you, the chemistry in the last remaining episodes and when Ling Chao finally says, you know, I love you. It is so, so well done. And it just makes me sad that we didn't get to see more of it because all of it comes down in like the last two, three episodes. Really, you get to see them as a couple and kind of flourish. And it, it, it's it's satisfying to watch, but I just, I just want more. I'm greedy, you know? I, I don't know what to tell you. But overall, I think Exclusive Fairy Tale was a decent watch. I enjoyed it. Didn't take me long to binge it. And I think if you just want a funnier slapstick slice of life version of Hidden Love, just to kind of fill the void, I think Exclusive Fairy Tale is a good place to go. And definitely in uh, future podcast episodes, I'm going to talk about some more C dramas that I'm watching. And if I find one that beats how I felt watching Hidden Love, because I've rewatched Hidden Love more than once, I'm telling you. If I find that, I'm talking about that. Anyways, thank you for checking out this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. I love you for that. Uh, please give me a thumbs up. Please uh, comment down below what your thoughts of. Have you checked out Exclusive Fairy Tale yet? Have you watched it? Are you interested in watching it? Let me know, right? Um, and if you're listening via Spotify or any other podcasting platforms, please share with your friends. I would really, really appreciate that. Anyways, that's it for this episode. Bye. Peace.